Welcome and happy Friday. It is Travelog, the podcast of Condé Nast Traveler, and we are here in the podcast studios. I've got Mark Elwood, Sebastian Modak, and Aaron Florio here. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, the delayed <laughs> high. Uh, you caught me by surprise. There. Sorry. Um, we are hearing some weird echoey effects, so if we sound like we're echoey space alien weird people, that's because we're imitating the way we sound to ourselves. Uh, my name is Brad Rickman, and we are here today to talk about things that you should never, ever do in a hotel. Cautionary tales, warnings, horror stories, and begs and pleads for you to be good hotel citizens. So I'm not exactly sure where to start here. Hotels are big. But let me ask you guys about a phenomenon that I have noticed recently and that we've certainly covered quite a bit, which is the hotel lobby. We hear a lot about these these days. Ace is the hotel that most frequently gets cited as pioneers in the space. of. And what I mean is hotels at least making gestures to turn lobbies into spaces people will actually use. Guess. You mean a doorman as a greeter rather than the police? So you get there and they say, please come in, versus you look like you're just here to use the loo. Well, yes, that's a great point. But I was thinking of it more from a design and uh, layout perspective. I was recently in New Orleans staying at the Renaissance, right? Which is a big hotel. It's a big sort of Marriott hotel. But it is informed by what I would consider to be sort of updated boutique design patterns, you know, tropes. And there's a lobby, and I had checked out, and I had plenty of work to do before I caught my flight. You know, it was going to be several hours. So there was a couch and a fireplace and bookshelves and whatever. And so I thought, this is great. I got Wi-Fi. It's quite comfy. The chairs are nice. I'm going to sit here and work. I was the only human who did that, and it felt quite awkward after about 45 minutes. So I'm wondering, and that's yes, that's partly because I am paranoid, Mark. Don't look at me just, like that. I was just thinking, you, what were you paranoid about? You were sitting there with your laptop. Well, you weren't watching porn on your laptop. No, you? no, I was not, but I was the only person making use of the space in that way. Whereas the bar, for example, had plenty of people moving in and out of it. So I'm curious, first of all, do you actually use lobbies in that way? Have you kind of, have you gone into the Ace or one of the other hotels here in town, the Ludlow or, or one of these places, and actually just hung out, done some work or whatever? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that the reason that you were the only person doing it there might have just been because it was a Renaissance hotel in uh -huh. New Orleans. And uh -huh. there are some hotels that are just marketed better for those spaces. The best one I reckon in New York right now is probably public. Like the way Ian Schrager actually designed that hotel, it's all in the name. It's so that you do go in and you sit and you open your laptop or you bring your newspaper. It's designed for you to sit and hang out. You don't even need to order a drink and you don't even need to be a guest. It's technically open for the public to just go and do that. Like like, right. I mean, they don't have a traditional lobby, but it is kind of more or less like in the immediate public space that you find when you go up the elevators. And do you feel like people do that? People who are yeah. not guests at the hotel? I mean, I was there on the weekend. My apartment is a few blocks away and I was there on the weekend. Yeah, definitely. You definitely see people use it that way. I haven't, you know, asked questions to see how many people are using it that are New Yorkers and how many people are guests that are just hanging out down there. Because that'd be creepy. It would be very Doing creepy. A, you thought you were creepy. creepy. <laughs> Aaron is walking around with a clipboard going, excuse, excuse me, me. Are you a guest? Are you <laughs> a guest? <laughs> What's your room number? Exactly. 
<laughs> oh God. Um, at that hotel, a lot of that probably goes on. It's a little salacious there. Um, but oh. <laughs> okay, even right. different definition Should, of again. Lobby. I was. We're yeah. going to talk. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about noisy sex in hotels and my own personal experience of how bad noisy sex can make your night's sleep. So that'll keep that. our listeners till the end. I was going to say you just you just hooked them. Genius. But I mean, I think to the point, the question you were asking, I think for me. I've actually never used one of those as a non-guest. I have as a guest, like versus working in my room. But I think it depends really, like you were saying, on the hotel. Because I think certain environments are built that way or like are welcoming in that way while others others aren't. And it's interesting because it has to happen organically to some extent, but it also kind of needs to be forced, right? For it to like even mm-hmm. get there in the free first Wi-Fi. place. Free Wi-Fi. Well, free Wi-Fi. It needs free Wi-Fi. You need to like, inv- like mm-hmm. so, you know, I was in Tokyo pretty soon after the Trunk Hotel opened. I think they've since have successfully done a similar thing where, you know, the lobby is very open. There's a coffee bar, a normal bar, and then kind of working tables and collaborative tables. But when I was there, you know, they were freshly open pretty much. And there was just one group working in the lobby, a kind of expansive lobby space. And there was just like this bunch of people looking at a blueprint Mm. and like with pencils and like working on this blueprint. And so, like, I asked them, and I was like, oh, are they, like, still working on the hotel, maybe? Maybe they're looking at, you know, layouts of, of rooms that are still kind of in renovation. And they were like, no, they're just, like, some of the first people to come here and start working. <laughs> and Because, you know, they just kind of have been, like, getting the word out of people in that neighborhood and stuff to, like, freelancers see, and, is, and collaborative workers. Like, come, making, come to our You're making a great lobby. point about how the amenities in the lobby impact what you can and can't do. If you've got a blueprint, you need a table. Mm -hmm. And what I hate about lobbies I'm supposed to work in is, no, I don't want to put my laptop on my lap. Or on the and, coffee table that's or awkwardly table. low in I, front I of want, you. If you want me to work here... Give me a desk, I'd, basically. I'd love, or yeah. have a big communal desk along that actually makes it comfortable. I don't want to balance my laptop and, and get my genitals warm as I'm, you know... <laughs> it's not comfortable. And so I think there are some design elements that are very straightforward that make it much more intuitive to do what they're suggesting you do. What Were there desk elements? So there was a... A living roomy type situation that was not badly designed, you know, like it was a comfortable set of seats and, and a too low coffee table that was fine for sort of sitting and reading yeah, or yeah. whatever. But in terms of workspace, there was a kind of um, high, narrow desk over against the wall with high chairs against it. Again, nobody using it. I have to say, like, yes, it's the Renaissance. Yes, I get it. But there's also, not to pick on Charleston, but I was doing a bunch of research in Charleston. The restoration also has what is actually not a bad um, Mm -hmm. sort of library space. It's actually quite nice. There's some interesting stuff in there. And again, I didn't see anybody. But what time of day was it? Because I think lobbies come into their own as a shared space between checkout and check in. So if you've had to check out and your flight isn't late enough to really go out for the day, you might think, you know, I'll hang at the hotel, I'll do a little bit of work here, then I'll go to the airport. So I think there are times of day when you feel less out of place. I think at nine at night, being the lone guy in the Mm. lobby, you look like you're waiting for paid company. Being the lone guy in the lobby <laughs> at one in the afternoon. You've got it on the brain today. I just you have no like, idea the, <laughs> the bad night's sleep I got from someone <laughs> someone else having a great time. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. Um, Are there things that you think that you've seen hotels do in terms of creating the welcoming environment 
I feel like something has to happen beyond, yes, we put the work tables in there, but what is the messaging? What are they doing that makes people feel like it's real? They can actually come in and use the space. I think the lack of a doorman or a door person does a lot. And I think you see that in all these hotels where, you know, it's kind of a, if it's maybe it's a two door entryway with a vestibule in between and the first doors are just open all the time. I think that does something. When you see someone in front of a New York hotel standing outside in a uniform, it doesn't feel like the kind of place you can just walk into and set up a workstation, right? I I think it's the lack of a check-in desk to that extent. I think the more you can remove the trappings of what you define as a hotel, you feel more comfortable going in and hanging out in. It feels more like a cafe than it does a hotel Exactly, it feels like the hotel is secondary to the shared space to use. But taking away the front desk, I remember a hotel designer said to me recently, there is a tension between taking away the front desk to welcome people and how it backfires on check-in. Because if you have guests who've flown a long way, who are jet-lagged, if they walk in and they do not know what to do when they walk into the lobby, you make a really bad first impression and it's hard to pull them back. Well, that's interesting because I think there's a middle ground, right? There's the check-in desk that's not the first thing you see when you walk into the lobby. And I think that's when like smart design goes in where you do see, it, again, the Trunk Hotel in Tokyo, they had that where when you enter in first, all you see is the bar and the cafe and people working and like a little shop. You have to kind of go, and there's signage for this, so if you are a new guest, you'll you'll find it, but you have to kind of go around the corner to this tiny little alcove where the check-in desk is very unobtrusive. Um, so that, that's an interesting point. That design that, does play a part. But yeah, I mean, I think that was more my point is you don't want to be greeted with the check-in desk. The check-in yeah. desk can exist, and I understand that like it can be annoying when you're tired and you walk in and you're like, this should be the most intuitive thing in the world. I hate that I'm immediately feeling like an idiot walking to this hotel. Where's the check-in desk? That is annoying. But well, signage it- and other things you know, prevent that from happening, but I do think that the m- most important thing to creating like the shared space public use atmosphere is let's lead with that and let's make the check-in and all those traditional hotel elements, secondary. Recessive. I do feel like the problem you described, Mark, afflicts the ace, for example, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the er, you know, version of this, where you can walk in depending on what time of day you walk in, particularly in the evening, and it feels like you walk into like a private party or something, you know, and you're sort of like... So as a hotel guest, you feel weirdly out of place. Yeah, if you have your bags than as a stuff, non-guest. Yeah, you feel like you're at the wrong party. Um not, not good Do you either. go to the wrong party a lot? <laughs> I only go to the wrong party. <laughs> Every party is the wrong party. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? I'm supposed to be next door. Okay, let me ask about another potentially controversial subject, pets. First of all, are any of you pet owners? I'm not sure anybody here. I just got a cat. You got a cat? Yeah. Can- do you take? You don't really what? take cats on vacations, though, no, do you? No. You don't, unless a cat asks. I don't think you make cats do anything yeah. they don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, we we travel to our jobs are configured to make pets less yes easy to have. Yes. I'd love to have a dog, but it would be very selfish. Yeah. So I think we're an odd. Sample. Yeah, and I didn't mean to personalize it so much. You know, we are also professional travel people. So that's why I got a cat. Cat can take care of itself. Right? Yeah. Well, I, for weeks. I, I was more asking. <laughs> He'll figure it out. <laughs> Pay the bills. <laughs> but, but it actually will. Just do, your, do your taxes. Um, but. In terms of hotels and pets, more and more hotels are providing services, accepting pets. What do you guys think about that? Is that something you view as a positive thing? What are the pitfalls? Have you seen that backfire on a hotel ever? I think 
a pitfall is hygiene. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've definitely been in a hotel room I don't, that smelled like cat piss. Yeah, and I don't like dog hair in the lobby. You know, you don't want to see Aaron that. Aaron is making a face of just so <laughs> much disdain. The thing is, you, okay, you can't see me, but Mark has described how I look right now. I love dogs. I really like dogs very much, but I don't appreciate other people's dogs. Other people's dogs in a place I've paid to stay in when it's not being maintained properly. And you can't make sure they're not going to bark. And I think know, that's a risk. Jim Coyle, please look up an old episode of Travelogue. Laura Redman and I interviewed a guy called Jim Coyle who runs a hotel inspection company. Mm-hmm. He's a sort of undercover high-end hospitality inspection. Yes. And he said the single biggest element that will backfire on a hotel is finding hair in a room. That's right. It's I remember gross. that. And everyone finds it so gross because yeah. hair it's, you do not know the origin of yeah. it's too is personal. viscerally disgusting. Yes. It's too personal and too mysterious. Yes. And that's exactly. Yeah. So whether it's a dog's or not, the risk is you end up with hair in the room. Mm-hmm. And so the following guest who didn't bring a St. Bernard <laughs> has a problem. So what can hotels do? Because this is a consumer demand that, like many others, that hotels are trying to meet. I, honestly, I... I'm just going to go on the assumption that the hotel we're talking about does exercise a reasonable amount of sort of safety, like hygiene standards, et cetera. I don't think that the hotel can do anything. I think that you just have to decide not to stay there if you don't want to be in a hotel that accepts pets. Like, that's just what I think it is. I don't know what the policy is with pet-friendly hotels. Because there are like, you know, we have a list of pet-friendly mm. hotels in the U.S. on, on our website. And... It's not like obscure. It's like the peninsula of New York. Is yeah. Little. So like, are they... Is it like smoking and That's what they I'm have wondering. Room, yeah. They have a lot of the times, yeah, they'll have it's like, like by floors. Floor. By floors. But the thing is, it's not always big hotels. A lot of the times it's like these country hotels that have 10 rooms. And yeah, I'm sure some of them are like allocated always the pet rooms and some of them probably aren't. I, I'm just assuming this. But the common spaces, you're still going to run into some type of issue. You're still going to hear them. I, I think if you have an issue with pets, that's on you, kind of. Assuming that the hotel does its part to keep it clean. Yeah, it does a reasonable job. A reasonable you job. see, I don't think, I love animals, but I know plenty of people who are terrified of dogs, mm. for example. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something intrinsically a little selfish mm. saying, I don't care that you're terrified of dogs. I don't care that you paid for this room. I'm going to bring Fido with me on vacation. And in the breakfast room, they're allowed, so they're going to be. That's there is yeah. There is something really challenging about And the whole emotional support animal scam that the airlines <laughs> have finally glommed onto. <laughs> is really troubling. And I've been next to dogs on flights that clearly were not comfortable and were not happy and should have been in the hold. But, of course, that's too risky, so they were forced into the cabin. I love dogs. But then there are people who do need emotional support animals. There are. and There are, but the problem is the people who don't need them have made it horrible for everyone else because it has been exploited as a loophole. And I think there's a big challenge about having a dog in an airplane cabin because there are people who are really afraid. Also allergic. Allergies, which they never... uh, This is the funny thing about that to me is... Yeah. I'm not allergic to dogs specifically. I am allergic to cats and many other animals. And the way that airlines treat, you know, nut allergies, for yeah. example, is way more aggressive than the way they treat p- 
potential pet allergies because even a service animal can trigger an allergy. And then again, I, I realize that's a difficult dilemma. I'm not suggesting that it's no, no, but I easy. Think it's, I'd be curious for any of the listeners, if people do travel a lot with pets and they'd had good or bad experiences from hotels or felt very celebrated or very marginalized, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a really challenging decision to say, I want my dog here. I don't need my dog here. I want my dog here. And everyone else can just put up with it. I think there is a, and, and that, you know. Well, okay, let me play devil's advocate. And that's also just, on the pet owner too, right? You don't just like take your dog off the leash and let it run wild on the lobby. Maybe, exactly. you know, it's like. It, but let me play devil's advocate with that. Children, and I am a parent, so I know children. Children can also be loud and can run around dining rooms and throw food and create, you know, disturbances. Most on, people are not allergic things, to them. They know. can. It has happened. They pee in the pool. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, most people are not allergic to them, but nonetheless, kids can do. So, like, for some people, is again, it, I'm... Yeah, it's a different set of like standards her. when it comes to a child and a pet, d- despite, contrary to popular belief, pets and kids are... Not the same, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you I think, I, I think point your point is, is totally well made, but I think there it's a totally different ball game when it comes to permissiveness with a child's behavior, as annoying as it can be, than not wanting pets around. But if you are going to take that route, there are adults-only hotels, just sure. like there are no pets allowed hotels. No, Far more I, no I, pets allowed hotels than pet friendly. Hotels. And I think things like you know adult-only pools at hotels have made a big difference. I, I think those them. are yeah, win-win for everybody. If you're traveling with kids and you feel like a day without kids, you put your kid in the kids club and you have a And you're also like, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine as a parent, you get a little bit of that guilt off your shoulders if your kid is in the kid-friendly pool while there are adults who want to be away from it in the adults pool because you're like, yeah, make all the fucking noise you want. Exactly. There's a bunch of other kids jumping around. I have to say, I'm like such a massive fan of this whole, (laughs) we're a family-friendly resort, but we always have an adults-only pool. I love children so much, but I love the adults-only pool. And exactly what Seb said, I'm not a parent either, but I think it just pleases both parties in the fairest possible way. Bahamar, which um, is this beautiful complex that opened in the Bahamas, they do that super well. They have lots of pools and lots of really beautiful adult-only pools. The one hotel in Miami does a really good job with that, too. There's Mm. a space where the kids can all congregate, and there's a place where they cannot. And it's like every... (laughs) You're you're saying that with real feeling, aren't you? There's that, there's the kids can't get to. Yeah, because there's also enough people around the kids thing that you can sort of be like, "Uh, I'm going to go. I'm curious. I don't know this. I don't know if you guys know. When the adult-only pool was introduced and by whom? I had a thought about that because I've thought about it too because I don't remember that always existing. To me, that's something I've only noticed in the past couple of years. And it reminded me when I was a kid, you know how there are always adults-only swim hours yes. at certain pools? Yes. Yes. It almost yes. seems like that. the evolution of that. Yes. It's like, why are we only doing a couple of hours when the kids have to get out of the pool? Yeah. Why don't we just put the kids somewhere <laughs> and let the adults be somewhere else? It yeah. almost like But a, I wonder it, if, any of the list, if any listeners have worked in hotels or, or know when this was introduced because it is a new thing. It is a new thing. I just can't pinpoint when. I feel like it will have started in Vegas or in the Cari- mm. in a in an Miami. all-inclusive resort, mm-hmm. Miami, mm-hmm. the Caribbean, because yep. the segmentation, the hotels are big enough. Yeah. So I suspect there might and be a Vegas. And they're attracting a wider range and again, of visitors. I want to give right? Vegas credit so. for everything I can, so I suspect it's Vegas. But anyone listening, <laughs> please tell us when did you first come across an adults-only pool? Because I think those are. 
r- a real play. I, I'm with you, Aaron. I'm like, bring it on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Oh, it makes everybody happy. Yeah. Okay. So not fans of pets. Okay for hotels to have them, but mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. segregation and, yeah. and clear communication. Is that what I'm hearing? I don't, want to, use, I I don't want to use the word segregation. I was gonna, yeah, I was <laughs> can we say use a different gun away? Oh, but it's okay. <laughs> like we're okay with pets being banned and not children. Uh, okay. I think pets require more responsibility on the pet bringing guest than I have observed is always taken. So and I think it's also on the hotel. Like I think if the ho- like we were saying about hygiene yeah, and stuff, if the hotel's going to do that, then they really need to commit, commit, and like not do anything to the detriment of guests who weren't expecting pets to be running around sure. and don't like pets and don't have pets because sure. they're paying the same amount for their hotel. Well, room, that's why know? I say clear communication. You need to make again. People have allergies and they might run into these. I think it's also common for hotels that are pet friendly to have a surcharge mm-hmm. to bring a pet to a room. Which helps offset some of the costs, it's like a cleaning cost. Yeah, and yeah. extra yeah. cleaning costs. You you would expect them to have that. Okay, uh, on the subject of hygiene, I'm going to ask about a controversial one, or I think it's controversial. The tub. Do you guys use the tub? In- Depends on the hotel. Oh my god! It is the first thing I do. It is the last thing I do before I leave. It Wait, is like my as treat. A rule? If I have the schedule that allows me to take a bath when I first get into my room, I do it. Honestly, it's like one of my it's one of my I'm, little hotel I do things. Exactly the same I thing. don't know what it is. I am obsessed. It is like my little piece of pleasure when I get into a hotel. Do you have a tub I at home? I love it. I do. I don't use it. It's not glamorous. It's totally functional. It's totally utilitarian. That's it. The hotel bathtub to me is a very very special thing. And do you think at all about the hygiene? Situation. Oh, I do not. See, so <laughs> I, block that right we out. We can start this debate. I mean, I uh, we were just talking about um, lovely tubs. I just you know <laughs> stayed at the the opposite house in Beijing, which has one of the most beautiful tubs I've ever seen. In like in the rooms, it's a giant wooden Japanese style soaking tub. So yes, I went into that tub for sure. It's part of the whole experience. But I do have hesitations a lot at hotels, and I think it's the product of touring as a band and staying at some not so great hotels. Again, I think what you mean is yeah. I know what I've done in hotel rooms. <laughs> no. Oh, that's not what I said. Well, yeah. Mark, going on, yeah, Mark, Mark is, is, in on the, a, yeah. is on a no, certain wavelength. I, I know we mark this podcast explicit. But, um, <laughs> I mean, no. I know I, what I meant was I, you think I know how badly I've behaved in hotel rooms. See, that's not what I was going for. I was going for like <laughs> pulling, pulling Seb, over. On Seb's like not a, that much fun to tour with. <laughs> Going on tour, I mean, there is that, but that's not like has anything to do with the bathtubs. Like I'm talking about, pulling well, you're not doing it right then. <laughs> pulling over, like you know, randomly off the I-95 at like a Super 8, and then walking into this room and seeing bathtubs that are just so gross that are open to guests. Like, of course, it's a different level of hotel, but I think that's just like <laughs> scarred me to the point where like I piece, have hesitation at some. But places. listen, can I just like I, I see everybody's like, oh, but that's a Super 8, and we're talking about very nice <laughs> hotels. But we did a, an article about this, and there was some research that went into it, and the average cleaning service spends about 30 minutes. And again, not singling any particular hotel mm. or hotel chain in a, in a whole room cleaning. Cleaning a room. How much of that is on the tub and whatever? And, and, and so, you know, there's a fair amount of bacteria happening there, right? It's probably not as bad as the tray table on your plane. It's, I'm going to say something. <laughs> or though, your own iPhone. The, or the <laughs> well, bed where's spread your iPhone? on the hotel bed. Well, I have a mass. Sometimes, depending on the level of hotel I'm staying at, I remove the duvet and I make do with 
other blankets or I make do with my own clothing because the bathtub is one thing. In a sense, it's self-cleansing for obvious reasons. The duvet. I don't is think the you know thing. how bathtubs work. No, you know <laughs> what I'm, I'm talking with about. Do you know, you know what I mean? The duvet is the opposite of the bathtub. The bathtub is where somebody soaks with hot water, presumably hot water and soap, which should clean it. And people also, it's sweat in, it, it's, Yeah, people a, sweat in a duvet. They sweat in the bedspread. To me, that is the thing that I take off. That's the one thing Ooh, in the hotel room that I clean, have paused about. It's much easier to clean a pile of linens than it is a bathtub. Assuming, they do it to your, assuming they do it to your satisfaction. Also, how often do they clean the duvet, right? Like, yeah. what are you doing? They don't the duvet replace cover it after is every not, room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if they're cleaning it every you see, time. I think really? I'm with Aaron in that yep. indulgence sense. And at the upper house in Hong Kong, it's I remember beautiful getting house. into the bathtubs. <laughs> and it had it had one of those sort of yep, the the towel pillows. pillows mm-hmm. And then the TV the was there. And, I and then you can open, open the, the curtains and you have a view of the, the harbor. See? Cracked up the mini bar. I lay in that with the Wren bath oil. I was like, yeah, of course I went in that tub. You know, that's my point. But the association, but Aaron's drawing the association between if the hotel feels indulgent, the bathtub is the sum of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. We're talking about two different types of bathtubs. We're talking about a bathtub that you're not using to cleanse yourself. Exactly. We're talking about a bathtub that's supposed to be an extra. Which is exactly why people are which, doing indulgent things there and leaving. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry hey, if Mark's under the going bed there. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> this is also I'm, nothing to do with me. I'm with Aaron on. Yeah, I'm very I think me and Mark are on the same page. Page. And I think I think if you start getting too squeamish about hotel cleanliness, you can fall down a rabbit hole. Remember, that mattress you are sleeping on has been slept on by thousands, thousands. of other people. And yeah. yet you are still paying $1,500 a night for that five-star hotel. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even at the... Perhaps even, you are. Even at the, <laughs> even at the <laughs> highest-end hotels, they don't replace the mattresses. But we are still okay with that because there is a bargain we make with the hotel that we trust their cleanliness. Also check for bed bugs no matter where you are because sometimes it has nothing to do with hygiene. Have and you guys started doing that? I do it. Yeah. Have you I guys? Don't. I, know, I and I, I had should because I've had so bad experience. I, that was enough to, to I do have, it for me. I, have, yeah. I, I do it sometimes. How do you do it? I just take off the sheet a little bit and check around the seams specifically because that's where so, they hang out. Mm. Do you I'll, use the I'll little light you, on no, your phone? No, I'm not that I actually am sort of a pro with bed bugs because I lived in a bed bug situation that was so like intense. Are you like a beagle? Can you smell them? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it was so intense that we ended up having to move out of our house like the bed bugs won. We lost. We, we lost oh the war. God. We moved out. I feel like this is so, a totally separate story. It's a totally separate story. Was it in Boston? Because mine was Boston. in Boston. Are you Boston? serious? <laughs> yes. horrible. <laughs> in Alston. Um, but what you're supposed to do actually is lift up the mattress if it's a wooden frame, the bed bugs oh, yeah. congregate in the dark spots of the wood, and that's where you have to look for them. They won't be in the mattress. They only get to the mattress when it's dark so out. So you know what I was told to do, and but they what leave I do little, do, is yeah. you, get the, get you get the hairdryer from the bathroom, oh, God. and you plug it in next to the, the mattress, and you hold it against the mattress, because heat... <sighs> is what you give off and it's what brings them to the mm. surface. So you just do two minutes of that. You don't have to do it for very long. And see if they start swarming. And if they appear, they will appear for that heat. So yeah. you just... Let me ask you, and so what? Test. So, listeners, you have lots of tests for bed bugs. <laughs> Here's hoping you don't need them. What do you do next? Have you A, have you ever had a positive result? I haven't yet. Okay. I have been in a room with fleas. I have been bitten horribly by fleas. Wow. And at a reasonably nice hotel in Michigan, 
I went down to reception. Was it a pet friendly hotel? <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's all coming full circle. Yes, it was. <laughs> Interesting. There you go. So, but, but when I when I raised that with them, I was very unimpressed by how CYA the reaction was because mm. I went downstairs and said, I think I've been bitten. And I wasn't acute. I said, I think there's a problem with the room. Can you move me? And they were they were very defensive. And I wrote to the GM afterwards, and they did comp my stay. But I thought it was a shame because I wasn't saying you're disgusting and gross. Yeah. I was saying I think there are fleas in this room. I've been bitten. Can you move me? Because you probably need to ch- double check this room. Yeah. And their reaction was there can't be. And I thought, well, it's a pet-friendly hotel. Like, well, there, there can be. I, like, yeah, I mean, it's v- in fact very likely that yeah. there is. <laughs> and I've been bitten, so I'm not going to sue you. I, I, I've been in there two or three hours working, and my ankles have been bitten. It wasn't like you showed up with your attorney. Exactly. You know, and I found it such a such a, <laughs> such a shame. That. You've been served. <laughs> because I was essentially saying, eh, this happens. It's I cool, get this. but But, yeah. like, I don't want to get bitten while I sleep. And so I slept in there, and I woke up with bites on my face. Uh, I, they I, wouldn't move you? Really? Wow. Wow. I, I, that's shocking. That's dangerous. I think they were full. Now, to me, I'd be like, okay, we'll walk you to another hotel because hotels have yeah. agreements with each sure. other. If you're not comfortable, that's totally fine because in no way was I confrontational or unpleasant. Yeah. I just said, I think, oh, it feels kind of crazy, but I'm sure I was bitten. And I woke up and I had bites on my face uh, and I thought. Did you go back down and like, hey, yo, check this out. I did. Check, check out this one. Like, but now, it wasn't the same look, person. Now I'm suing you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the wrong person or the another person they would have been sued. But that's an interesting question. Has anyone else ever had a reason to request they get moved out of their hotel room? Has anything yes. ever yes. happened? For but, sure. But usually it's not like anything. In, usually it's like a request in the sense like I go in and like it smells funky or there's like something with like the piping or something that like, mm. you know, I've been in hotels where I'd take a shower and like the entire bathroom would just be like totally flooded. Oh, yeah. and and it would just be me going to reception and be like, is this normal? Like, am I doing something so, wrong? Because so like, there are hotels also where you do that and the whole bathroom just gets flooded and you just yeah. deal with it. Someone else cleans it. Yeah. But they're like, oh, no, no, that's not normal. Like, a pipe is, is leaking this, or something. Well, I had and this then happen in, yeah. in Memphis in January. And I stayed at a hotel. And it was very cold when we stayed there. It was MLK weekend. And I woke up and the shower wouldn't work. And it had worked the night before. And I called reception and said, hello, there's no water. And they went, oh, that always happens whenever it's cold. The pipe's frozen. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, also, the pipe's frozen in Memphis. That's like straight out of Faulty Towers. Where are you, like Alaska? Like, come and, on. And she said, oh, Give it always happens. Do you want us to move you? And I was like, well, no, because I don't have time. I've got, I've yeah. got a meeting. Yeah. And I, 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 I've been playing with the shower for 20 minutes thinking I was doing something wrong. Where was the note under my door saying, we're so sorry, the pipes are frozen. <laughs> yeah. Don't be. And. They were they were surprisingly untroubled by how irritated I was that there was no water for the night. And I I had to force them to comp the night during which I didn't have full water service. Which in didn't my help room. you at all. Like the thing that irritates me about something like that is I feel the same way when you get on the subway and they're like, We're delayed due to train traffic in front of us. And I'm like, Well, doesn't that happen every day? <laughs> Wasn't that fairly predictable? And so they're saying to you yeah. on the one hand, this happens all the time. And you're like, well, why don't you fix the <laughs> fucking thing then? <laughs> Make it not happen well, anymore. I guess, I guess my question then is when, I mean, that's clearly a case of justified, Yeah. what's up? Can I get a new room or is, was this normal? Um, where's the threshold to ask for a new room when you're in a... I was going to say, have you been... Because I feel like erin has got a really good room moving well, story. Because she's... I, she's but like, can you do it like... Should you do it if you just like don't like the view? No. Like... 
Oh, or no. if you've been, you know, I mean, why it's, not? It's, what if you booked a beach view and you don't get a beach view? On a different, uh, sure. If they, if, but that's not about the view per se. That's about them the not delivering on something yeah. they told you they would deliver on. Yeah. Um, I one time had to be moved or requested to be moved from a room because there was an unidentified like Nile monster lizard that <gasps> wandered into my room when I was staying on the Nile River, which is totally understandable, and they were sympathetic to that. We define monster they, lizard. I mean, somewhere like between like a gecko and Godzilla. No, like, what? like a monitor so, lizard? I, can you, I don't know. Can you imagine if claws. they had it been understanding? They're like, oh yeah, it's Tony. He's funny. He's like, we're like, a pet friendly oh, hotel. Just don't touch him like <laughs> no, that. that. I was staying in the Nile, like in Uganda. Whatever you do. And like, I was like having this amazingly zen moment on this terrace on my room in this hotel which is in the middle of the Nile um, called Wild Waters very appropriately and I was drinking wine and I was looking out and I was hearing the birds and it was the most beautiful tranquil sitting and I heard this <laughs> I heard this massive thrashing and all of this like thatched roofing started falling down into the terrace around me and I look up and I see the bottom half of this unidentified Nile monster lizard which is what they called it no, and not this, the half you want, you want to see <laughs> but it was claws clawing at the roof which was making all the thatching fall off and it was massive and the tail was huge I mean if it hit me it would bruise me it was massive and I'm terrified and it like totally ruined my mood and of course I'm really like this, harsh your vibe <laughs> I, it's like God gators <laughs> we got gators <laughs> no I mean it like terrified me anyway they obviously moved me and then they moved me and in the middle of the night I woke up to like a like I'm not even exaggerating a 13, who's on the pillow next to you like a 13 inch long unidentified insect oh. and like the next morning they're like wow this has never happened before and I'm like yeah. um, anyway so I moved for that but also I was recently in Mallorca and I stayed at this place and I lost full electricity in my room every three hours every three hours and I was like this is not in okay in Mallorca Mallorca yeah, that's, see, that I mean, like, like, yeah. no and they were like this has never happened before and I'm like just I, your room just only my my entire room would blow did they did All they move boys. you? Was there room to move you? So the last night that I was there, they offered to move me, and I was like, you know, it was the same situation with you. I was leaving in the morning. All of my stuff was sort of spread out. I'd been there for a couple of days. Like, I'm just kind of like I can also like roll with the punches, but I'll kind of be annoyed, but I'll roll with the punches. Like the only reason I notified them in the first place was because it meant like things that I needed, like my outlets were down. You know, um, yeah, for you trip and you when you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I, but I have to say I'm curious well the one thing I would say if we've got any listeners who've worked in hotels I'd love to hear the craziest excuses people have given you for trying to move to rooms room. because we're talking about very pragmatic sort of cleanliness functional yeah, we're, we're, we're fair guests what if what if people said like yeah exactly I went in and there was a spirit that made me feel not welcome <laughs> Oh, Tell you me. know that's happened. I know. Come I'd on. love to know if we've got. I don't like the energy in this room. I'm sure we do have. You gave me sure room number thirteen. Hospitality professionals. <laughs> Tell us. I'd love to hear the crazy excuses you've heard. Yeah. And were those excuses scams to try and get an upgrade, or did you believe them? Mm. And how do you decipher that stuff? Yeah. I, I mean, think, I, yeah. I think if you worked on a front desk for long enough, you can tell when someone is like. I'm so sorry. I just I don't feel at home in that room, and that room is you know I'm better with bigger space. The room's a bit, <laughs> bit small. Can you just upgrade me if you have a suite going? <laughs> that's fine. It's just like it's too small for like my personal space. 
I just feel so much better See, when there's a couch. Just a bedroom. I need a bedroom and a living room. I just room feel off, better with a balcony. I'm sure people do it all the time. <laughs> I bet they do too. Oh, 100%. All right, let me ask you guys uh, about another very pragmatic thing. Do you guys use the hotel safe? I've never once in my life ever used a hotel safe. I was trained, I think, by traveling with my parents to use the hotel safe. I don't even understand why I do it anymore. Like, and I'll put like my what pass- do you put in there? My passport, but it's like because that's what my parents always did. But I, like these days, if they lost my passport, like it's electronically canceled immediately, and I get a new one. So I it's think- like I don't. I put my passport, maybe my laptop. But I think it's just really out of habit of traveling with my family as a kid and seeing my parents do it every hotel we stayed in. Um, Aaron, why I, don't you? I recently announced, like, to our to certain members of staff, <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> like, I was like, weirdly, on her morning show, weirdly, yeah, that I'd never have used the hotel safe before, and like the people that I announced, the people that are our colleagues, were shocked that I didn't do it, and I was like, really? Is that something everybody does? Because I don't know why I don't do it. Frankly. I feel if it's not safe in your locked room, it's just not safe. Well, you know a thing or two about hotel theft, don't you, Mark? Thank you, Sebastian. I'm slightly offended, Aaron, that you wouldn't have read my long story. Well, it's not that I haven't read it, but maybe I feel The reason, please check out, I did a really deep dive into hotel room theft, which isn't a big problem. It is okay. You're not going to be constantly bedeviled by theft in hotels. But I've had problems with my hotel room door being inexplicably left open. Mm. And I think the assumption you're making, Aaron, which is natural, is, but it's locked. Except remember, you're not the, unlike your home, your apartment, your house, you're not the only person who can access that. That's the trade-off you make with a hotel. There are lots of people who can get in. And my favorite scam that I heard about someone running is, especially in resort hotels, often a woman will come in in a bikini carrying a big beach bag and say to the room attendant, oh, hi, I, oh, I forgot my sun lotion. Can I just duck in while you're like, sorry, I won't be long. And the room attendant goes, oh, of course. And, you know, the room she attendant... She finds somebody who, while they're cleaning the room? Mm-hmm. Okay. She looks for an open she trolls, room. Yeah, okay. And because she's a woman, she tends to mm-hmm. scan as less suspicious, which right. is very gendered, but it is how it works. Mm-hmm. And she will be... The room attendant who doesn't want to cause a kerfuffle, mm. who's very much at the lower end of the hierarchy in a hotel. Yeah, I've never had a room attendant question me when I'm like, can I just get in, in quickly? Yes. And never. so what that woman will go in and do is take the iPad, the laptop, all the small electronics you can just grab and say, in the big beach bag that's got a big towel on the top of it because she's just running to the beach and she forgot her sunscreen. I mean, it's kind of brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> but it, it shows you how... Respect. Easy. No, but it is. Yeah, it's brilliant. Respect. But this is why you must use the safe. Yes, the safe has overrides, but when I talk to lots of people who'd had careers in hotel security, not only did they say hotel theft isn't a big problem, it it really isn't endemic, but they did say, yeah, people can access the safe, but not very easily. They can access your room much more easily. So that's why you use the safe. Sure. But thank you for teaming me up for that, Sebastian. You got it. (laughs) Okay. So hotel safe, use it. You gonna start now, Aaron? Are you, are I will you persuaded? consider it more. Exactly. Not really. She's like sure. <laughs> like, Whatever. I've made my decision. Isn't there like there's this thing of like put your valuables in there? And other than the, I, I don't know. What, I don't what are people valuable. traveling also, like, a lot with? Of them like are, their diamonds. A lot of them are pearls. very small. Like they can't fit a 15 inch laptop. In yeah. It. So yeah. it's like, what are you putting in there? Really? My like, only thing would be my passport, and I don't think they're expensive jewelry or but something. It, but it but is was. 
it is worth putting your passport and, and yeah. things in there. I mean, I mean, and on offhanded advice, I would advi- advise. I would you always to do put it, one shoe. I always put one shoe in there with Ooh. my valuables because when you go to pack, one the yes, that's you great. Will not that leave is brilliant. That one is brilliant, shoe behind. Actually. That's yeah. so brilliant. it's the perfect way to make sure mm. you check. God, the amount of times I've left. Yeah, that's brilliant. Mark just made the podcast worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I hope. Wait, I hope we would hey. all do that every day. Uh, back to the passport thing. Why are those still so like someone's going to steal this? Because it's so, it's not like. Oh, but think of the bureaucratic hassle. I mean, I guess I was like a pain in the ass, but it's not like they're going to steal your identity with that passport. It's the same thing as like leaving your credit card. No, but you're going to be stuck. Like, I cannot imagine. I love my Italian people, but I cannot imagine getting stuck with like out a passport in Italy and then trying to get out. Like the bureaucratic nightmare. I one time lost my Italian passport and it was when I was living in London and I was actually headed to Italy. And so I was like, okay, well. Wait, you have an Italian passport? I do. I do have an Shh. Italian passport. It's anyway, full of mysteries, Aaron. I know. Um, also I was, New Zealand. Also <laughs> to <laughs> Italy. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is okay because I'm going to Italy. So they'll be able to issue me a this, that, and the other. And I was living in London. So I needed my Italian passport to live in London. I was not legally allowed to live there on my American passport. And they're just like, I contacted the people in Italy and they're just like... But may I make an observation? What I have a green card rather than a passport, and green cards are worth $10,000 on the black market. <gasps> and they will laser... When I had my green card stolen at an airport, they will laser the picture so that it's the picture of whomever has bought it, and it will be used as a one-time entry. Usually, the head of Gatwick Airport Security said to me, it's usually one of the secondary... Like it's the Caribbean or Dublin or somewhere that isn't domestic home, somewhere that has a good reciprocal agreement with America. So my green card, and when I when I had it stolen, I spent a year and a half going into the crazy people room by the side of immigration where you always hear someone crying yes. for 40 minutes each time as they check to make sure that the green card I was arriving on wasn't the one that had been invalidated. So that's what I put in the safe. Because yes, I don't think passports are so vulnerable as they used to be, but certain documents like my green card are very valuable and a pain mm-hmm. in the neck mm-hmm. this is a very side topic but it just occurred to me about vulnerable documents <laughs> my parents are in town right now and i was talking to them about travel things and they reminded me of i didn't remember this because i was very young but a time when when my parents lost their tickets airplane tickets good luck getting on the plane at a time where that was a thing like not even their boarding yeah, passes these days their tickets mm. like it's like losing your what your happened? your they had to buy new tickets. Oh, literally, they were gone. They were bought from like yeah. from like an airport office somewhere in India, like an airline yeah. office somewhere in India. I remember. And that. They, we were we had this panic at an airport in somewhere else in Asia where so, they were just so like they really had tickets. to buy another set of whole t- new tickets for a whole family of five. Oh my god! Do you remember? Can I you remember imagine that? those? I remember. Era, look, I remember they... print tickets. But, yeah, but I, I am too. astonished. That there wasn't a safety some, measure. Some no record, no electronic record print that you could call a the office. A ser- you know, something that was, it was probably attached- was like on like Air India or something. Again, so. I, I've traveled a lot in India. If in an Indian airport, there's a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of but bureaucracy not a lot of efficiency. On a government-run airline, too. <laughs> it's probably yeah. like we could deal with the red tape and get our tickets back, or we could just buy new tickets, just and it's better life to is just too do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you guys about another thing. Do you unpack? when you get to a Ooh, hotel. Room. This is a good one. Okay, so I, for so many years, avoided unpacking as much as I could. In the past few years, I guess it's just getting older or whatever, the first thing I did, well, 
first no, things. No, no, no. Yes, you can't have two first things. <laughs> um, maybe just before the bath. Uh, I while unpack, the bath's running. While, I the, bath's while running. the bath is running, I unpack my suitcase. Thank you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to answer your question, yes. And I remember thinking like my when I was growing up, we traveled quite a bit. And my mother was neurotic. Always like first thing she had to do was unpack. Like was, don't uh, even talk to her. She had to unpack. And I was like, this is just such a waste of time. Do you cares? have rules? Like, do you have to be there more than one night? Is there a certain minimum stay? Is it like what? Are, I'm a two night unpacker. Two night, one night two I'll deal night. with it. You? I don't unpack. Seb? I, I mean, I, you do not unpack. I kind of gradually do. If there's like, you know, if I wear a pair of jeans and I'm going to wear them the next day, I'll put them in the closet, not back in my suitcase. But otherwise, I'm just taking shit out of my suitcase as I'm using it. This is just insane. Why? Why are you living out of a suitcase when there is a drawer <laughs> you could just because move? Because like, if I don't into. use it, like, then I have to bring everything back. Everything's Most already. Most of the time, like, a cedar lined. Draw. Exactly. No, but, <laughs> but, nice. but in all seriousness, but there's like sometimes like if like I'm traveling with like a with nice shirts or like a blazer or something. That's the first thing I do when I get in the room is I open my bag and take them out to minimize how wrinkled they already are. But by I that don't, point, they're already so wrinkled. They're already so fucked. <laughs> Which is why a room that doesn't have an ironing board and an iron in it is atrocious to me. There have been many hotels I've stayed at where I've had to call down to get an ironing board. Yeah. Everything in my bag needs to be ironed by the so time I get to a I, place. I agree with you, but the one thing that's worth knowing is the only country I've encountered where an iron, it is illegal for a hotel to supply you an iron is Italy. So if you're going to Italy, you must pack your own why, iron. Why? Because it's like because a weapon? Because by law, it is a fire risk and they are not allowed to give you an iron. It is of a fire risk. Of all the things Italy could really come down hard on, I mean, are you I kidding like, me? Have you I drive seen Italian pot, irons? I fall down potholes in the road on it. <laughs> no, wait, no, have you seen Italian irons? Like Italian I, irons versus American irons? American irons are like lukewarm. Italian no, irons like, get but I'm saying freaking the th- hot. Three of us, you know, this Italy is, I spent a lot of time in Italy as a child. This is not a, just a, I'm not casting brickbats on fairly. Three of us have deep connections to yeah. Italy, but it is one of the strange things that I have a That's travel iron I that. that I pack only That's, if I'm yeah. going that to Italy. I didn't even, I didn't, I never realized and I didn't know that. Wait, how about but, you, Brad? Do you unpack? Are you on my, my team or? He's trying I'm, to get. I'm. I was not. Uh, and I don't think it has anything to do with age. I think it has to do with a heightened consciousness about this. I started doing it. You're saying I have a low consciousness? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like. I did it. No, it's like this. It's like so many things. I did it once or twice, and I was like, "That's great!" And I started doing it all the time. And That's at first, great. I had the two night rule. Like, if I'm not here, if I'm here for only one night, I'm and not going to unpack. I won't anymore. Like I was just down mm. in Charleston and I moved from one hotel to the other that's, hotel. That's like the scouting. easiest way for me to forget something. And though. I was just like, you know what? I thought about it and I but, was like, nope, I'm unpacking. But you'll make that's your... the only time I've forgotten like a shirt or something was when I unpacked and didn't use it. Put a shoe in your shirt. <laughs> but you make like a hundred <laughs> shoes. Put them in all your shirts. When all I your unpack, pets. I don't use every drawer. I will use. Yeah. I will be compact in the way I unpack me for too. exactly those reasons. But I just don't want to be rummaging around in the back because in the end the folding goes wrong and whatever. You're right. I would always unpack very concisely and keep it together. But I just want that sense of okay, I'm not rummaging in the bottom of my suitcase for the underwear that's stuffed in my extra pair of shoes you know that oh, here's, here's I'm also a good I'm one. not kidding about one. the cedar too that like for me <laughs> no <laughs> matter what like you lead or, or whatever the wood but no it keeps moth away so they build the, know, the closets out of it how often do you have moth problems in, in your hotel? suitcase I just like the smell so this is what I'm getting at is like is like <laughs> sorry I'm not allowed to have feelings um 
No, because anything that you leave in the suitcase, I don't care how recently laundered, if it stays there for any length of time, goes on the airplane, whatever, it's going to be unfresh, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are degrees of unfresh, I get it. But if you take it out and put it in the drawer, yeah, yeah, if you take it out and you put it in the drawers, it has a chance to air out. The drawers, if they are made out of a nice smelling wood, which many of them are, like cedar. Oud suede. Um, <laughs> the general freshness of your outfits is improved. But speaking of freshness, here's a good one. To use hotel laundry or not? Great question. Okay, so I actually used it for the first time the other week when I was away. It is uh, the biggest ripoff. It is such a ripoff. And I do not agree with it. I used it completely out of force because I was on the road for three weeks and oh, I, was wor- yeah. I was a mix of vacation and work travel and I could not go all over Mallorca looking for a bloody laundromat and I just I had to send away for it they charge you by individual items yes like so like, like five like three dollars for a sock per sock oh outrageous I could not believe it and Profit so I center. did it completely out of necessity I would not do it again if I if I can avoid it I would avoid it it was necessity wow yeah I, I avoid it at okay. all costs I will like cancel something which I have done traveling I needed to wash clothes because I you know try to carry <laughs> the carry on yeah. I'll go yeah I'll go to I'll find a laundromat even if it's a drop in like wash and I'm fold place it's going to be like a no, quarter I, if an I ha- eighth if of the I price if I could have done yeah. that I would have but, but I also think it's worth remembering that when we launder clothes Unless there is a state. No, this is a. This is a. I remember a, a washing expert told me this once. <laughs> there are two reasons to launder clothes. One, if there is a stain, or one, if they just need freshening because there's body odor in them. Sure. Body odor is oil. And all oil needs to do to get out of your clothes is return to the body temperature and it will liquefy and get out of your clothes. So if you need to freshen... There's so much science on this podcast. It's like Bill Nye over here. Again, you're you're welcome. I think what you mean is thank you so much because... If you have items you need to launder on the road that aren't stained, but you just like underwear, socks, T-shirts, you just are like, I've got to wear these again, you actually can put them... If you run a really hot... Uh, basin or or bath. Aaron and I would run the bath. Get in the bath. Run a hot bath. <laughs> so now I'm bathing after you did your laundry. Dirty clothes. <laughs> yeah, cool. like awesome. Put all excited of your, for that. Put all of your clothes that need freshening in there with a little bit of shampoo. <laughs> and as long as the water is hot enough, the body oil will. Aaron, are you rethinking out. your bathing situation? I'm just saying. All like shampooy and stuff. No, well, well, and then you would no. run it. You would rinse it. But I think people are often worried that it won't be freshened. But and actually. Without a stain, you're just looking to get the body oil. Yeah, this feels off brand. I think what Mark is saying is that it's a it's a it's a decent plan. I think we can all agree Thank that you. hotel laundry is a bit of a scam. Yeah, but that like washing your I feel like oh, go down to the river. <laughs> with Frankly, the, the hotel room service is a bit of a scam too, and the hotel breakfast. You know okay, okay, wait, we, we got to talk about like, room service. You guys I'm, do room service? I know I'm so anti room service. Really, Mark. across oh the board, Mark. I love everything about I love room service. Room service. Are you kidding me? I, I love I it. Really I, it's like a scam it. well, you for were just, sure. Wait. It's a, it's, it, you right. pay too for much money. Pro, con, let's hear. Pro with caveats. Okay, what are the caveats? I think, again, like what do you the bathtub. Not to me, what do I not oh, well, yeah, I, what, I, that's you have a, like That's a menu rails? per menu. Um, okay. to, it's hard for me to say what I wouldn't, wouldn't order. Are there Andrew any categories eggs. that are sort of like, eh? No. It's surprising you should mention <laughs> this because there is, there, is a, <laughs> there is a story on the site no. uh, according of what you should and shouldn't order from room service, which I, I did research quite extensively. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> 
I will I will tell you that. Call this podcast Mark goes through his portfolio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but also you're welcome. Mark plugs Mark. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Finally we understand the purpose. But there is there there are certain things you should and shouldn't order from room service. For example, always customize. Be one of those menu vivisectors who says, you know, could I have it without the olives? Because if you order it with an element missing that item will have to be made fresh. Mm-hmm. Never Good order in-room coffee from room service because the way coffee is prepared, it tends to sit around and stew. You are much better using the horrible Nespresso machines. The coffee will still be better than room service coffee because of how it's prepared. And also, if you want to get your room service delivered quickly, remember room service is busy at breakfast and late at night. Mm -hmm. So in those two times, always ask for your food to be delivered not in a hot box, which is what hotels use, that bit underneath the trolley Mm -hmm. that keeps the food warm, not in a hot box because then your food has to go to the front of the line because otherwise it will be cold. So you can do room service. You just have to use my story as your... Your roadmap. What is the title of that story? Do you know? I don't know. I just I hope everyone has my <laughs> because we page. rewrite your titles. My, <laughs> exactly. My page on seatraveler.com is just bookmarked and just so a just nice, a nice Google alert for every time something new pops up. Yeah. Thank you, Sebastian. But, I'm glad you have that. But I, I, do I do too. Ha- yeah, I do yeah. have to say, and I think this plays into the greater sort of like indulgence you can have just staying at a hotel in general. Room service to me can be a treat, and I like to give myself little treats in a hotel. And I don't give myself little treats in the real world, but oh, room please. service to well, you know, maybe I do. But room service to me is like one of those things that you can just go and feel kind of, I don't know, like warm and happy, and just a little piece of indulgence. Seb, what's your what's your anti? I feel like room service is depressing, oh, not. A treat. It's almost the opposite of it. I feel like it's like, I mean, you're you're by yourself usually. You're usually in a new place. By yourself, say that like makes it's it a great. bad thing. <laughs> I know. Yes, it does. Because you're you're in a new place. You're like probably steps away from an amazing late night meal. Oh, you're so millennial. Um, you're. But like, you're, not you're, you're Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> you're. This is the second time. This is your. And you come and you get this thing that's like, it's like the same, the world over, room service meals. All room service meals taste like they were made on the same fucking griddle. And it's like 8th Street, you know, all the (laughs) Indian restaurants. It's like one big kitchen. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you're somewhere where you're going to find a much better meal for, you know, a fraction of the price, you're going to get out of your hotel room, you're going to go do something instead of like sitting and watching depressing news on television while eating a club sandwich that costs you $28. It's just like, I cannot think of a worse way to Even spend my time for in work a new and place. You can expense it. Even when I'm traveling for work for a new place. Because, I mean, when I'm traveling for work, I'm also on the hunt for a good meal and I know I'm not going to have it in room service. To be fair, I am also like, of course I believe, and I'm sure Mark believes too, that like when you're in a destination, you should go out and you should do this. Of course, sure. and I want to and I prioritize it. I'm just saying, I'm not anti that little piece of like, you know what? I'm really tired. I'm staying in. I've just gotten out of the bath, obviously, because we all know I love the bath now. And I just <laughs> want both. service. We're having the same like, You guys should travel well, together. It's funny because when, when I did the airline podcast, me and KLG like really bonded. 
Like we yes. should definitely travel together, yes. and now I feel like you and I are like. <laughs> well, but I agree with Mark. Join the rooms. You need your own rooms. Not the share. No. We're not sharing the box. No, like definitely not. No, but but I but I it's, think it's especially because there will be laundry in it's yours. It's always <laughs> disappointing. Like it's always. But it's so easy. I agree. Eating like like. French fries that quickly turn cold in your air conditioned you room. Do it, like it's, you don't ugh. do it for the quality of the food, though. You do it because of it. The, for the what? comfort I think you have, like, and the crumbs ease. and shit. On I your always bed just feel like, like it's a lead in bed. <laughs> I don't eat room service in bed. So what do you eat on like the little nice little yes. like study table Watching in the corner? TV going. I feel really empowered that I could go out and know I should, but actually I'm feeling lazy and I, I'm going to go to bed early. It feels I'm gonna good. Have, it's so wrong that it feels so right. Agreed. It's so wrong that it feels it's so like wrong. It's like permission to I, indulge. <laughs> I just don't. I, I'm always disappointed. It, it comes and yes. I feel like, oh, this is great indulgence. I'm going to be so happy. I'm gonna, and it's like, meh. Womp, womp. Like I, wasting a meal when you travel, I feel like is one of the biggest I, things. I you do can agree have. with that. Like the thing is, like I do, I do actually agree with that 100. percent I'm not talking about just like when I'm in a place for two days. I need to do it. Like I'm just saying in general, if the situation is right, I am absolutely not anti room service. Oh, me too. All right, towels. <laughs> I'm gonna this this. I'm gonna get into this. We've done this before. Towels and linens. Do you oh guys? God. You know, this is a big thing. Mark, now. I'm not even saying words. Mark, you're ready for this? We've exactly. We've had this fight so many times. So, never once would I reuse a towel unless I'm getting a discount on the room. I will. Because that I will. That's oh my god! Always oh. reuse Me a towel. Me and Sebastian agree for once. Unless I've oh. just like used it after like running through. Hong Kong in July or something, and I just used it to wipe Ugh. off all my sweat. Unless that happened, I'm reusing my fucking 100% towel. 100% reusing the towel. Yeah. 100%. I, I reuse, my, reuse my towel at home. home. So why would I do it? At, I'm sorry. Not to mention, because let's you mention, do it okay, at home. We, we, travel, we travel solo a lot, right, for mm -hmm. work. You go into these rooms, there's like four towels in there yes. already. So, so you're going to use one, put it on the ground mm -hmm. so that a fresh one comes and you can mm -hmm. still have a choice Every of four. Every single time. I want fresh towels because the, <laughs> the, 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 bunkum, the bunkum about it being about the environment rather than the fact that laundry is one of the biggest overheads for hotels. I don't care the means. Is, means versus ends, So give right? me a discount. You know, Starwood does now sometimes offer a discount. Fine. But when you put a card next to my bed going, yes, I know there's a drought in California, but I would like... <laughs> Like more towels. I'm, I'm like, I want double the towels because I don't do well I, with passive aggressive. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna make a point here. I agree with Mark in the sense that I think it's obnoxious and misguided when they're like, we care about the environment, yeah. so well, please I agree. It's don't. Not the best that that approach. being said, that doesn't mean I have to therefore make sure I get a fresh towel every time I like wipe my hands after the bathroom. But like, the best version of this argument, or the best resolution to this argument, actually, Thank that you, I've seen. Because we'll never agree. So well, bring us, bring so us together. They're, they're, I'm really excited. There's this new hotel in London. It's called Bankside, and it's in South Bank, which look, you know, when is, is a very Banksy very side coming? <laughs> TBD, sorry, TBD, sorry. not relevant. <laughs> since since he's sorry. entered the hotel business. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, but what the, the way they're treating this whole. Do you or do you not want to reuse your towel? Do you or do you not want your room to be serviced every day? Is they're saying, we are happy not to reservice your room. We're happy not to provide you fresh towels. And if you opt out of the fresh towels and if you opt out of servicing your room, which costs on average, because I did a tour and I interviewed them, a cost on average about 20 pounds per room, which is about, you know, $27, 30, 30 bucks a room. 
all of the money you save goes directly into the London charity of your choice. So actually, that's I reckon pretty that's cool. pretty awesome. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would do that in a heartbeat because 100%. it would not be some bunkum yeah. about the hotel caring about the environment rather than its he's, bottom line. He's less anti-environmental also, what is this word than anti-bunkum. Just rubbish. Anti-passive I mean, aggression. Clap trap. Because but, it's, it's, but it's like... Uh, yeah, but also, do you need? Yeah, I'm with Seb. Actually, Seb and I agree. Yeah, I just I, we can travel I, together I, after we, all. Well, <laughs> we can travel together after all. <laughs> Adjoining in the bath. <laughs> you will say, "Don't reuse those towels." I'll be in the bath, and you will not be ordering room service. No. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be out eating or unpacking. Aaron, Aaron will be on the phone, being like, "Dinner time," and I'll be like, "All right, see you later." <laughs> and I'll be like, "Do you need this closet for your clothes?" Oh no, you don't, because oh, you, you don't, don't unpack. Cool. I'll spread out. <laughs> Right. But, but I have the safe, though. All that shit's going in the safe. Oh, actually, Light- we're the best. Lightning round. Ra- yes, because there's plenty of room since you're putting nothing in the safe. <laughs> the, 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 all right, lightning round, and then we got to hear about whatever is driving Mark's, like, mood. Oh, right. Um, yeah, that's got to be the closer here. The, yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You're welcome. Wait. Mini bar. Mini bar. Do y'all use the mini bar? No. Never. Um, I absolutely do use the mini bar when I am in a desperate situation and I've like already left the bar for the night <laughs> like, or like, like you got the shake. When I am like, when I am like, okay, my night out is done. The bar in the hotel is closed. I want one more drink. <laughs> yeah, I do hit up the mini bar. Got drunk enough. And I, yeah, I do. And I also hit up the mini bar. When I, and this happened to me recently in Madrid. I love I her like, honesty, though. No, like, I'm being honest. On. When I'm like, when I recently I was in Madrid. I was in Madrid a couple of weeks ago. One of my favorite cities in the entire world. Something me and Mark disagree on. We disagree very disagree. I completely like support you on Thank that. You. Love Madrid. You can be wrong. I love Madrid too. I'm on your team <laughs> Thank too. Thank you. And I'm team happy to be outnumbered because I could take you all on. No. Anyway, so I was staying at a hotel hotel and I had been out with friends and we had been drinking quite heavily and <laughs> but not enough apparently <laughs> <laughs> no so I wasn't looking for another drink but I was looking for food and it was like three o'clock in the morning and they were like we've stopped food service and I was like Oh, well, I'm really hungry, so I hit up all those snacks in the mini bar. <laughs> Kid, what Every is up single with this? <laughs> I destroy those I love that. Look, <laughs> like, I admire your I've commitment. Been, I've, I've, been, I've seen some hotels lately that have what they're calling maxi bars, where, like, everything's free except the, like, wine and champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. Because you don't even that. have to think twice about I it. It's baked that. into your cost of your room. I like that, so, too. So, like... Upper House, for example. Absolutely. I just, you know, when I was taking a bath in that beautiful tub with a beautiful view, <laughs> you, I had a beautiful beer in my hand that I didn't even have to think twice about taking from the and I fridge. Think, I think as and that's many, becoming more normal, too. Exactly. Yeah. As many bars are struggling to be profit centers and they're actually cost centers because restocking them is so difficult, premium hotels are turning them into an asset where they say, you know what, help yourselves. There's a couple of beers in here, there's some water. There's a... a But don't you prefer that as a consumer? Like, uh, for me as a consumer, I'd rather you just tack an extra 40 bucks on my bill and like not... Not well, make me go through the mathematics well, the, the, of like, is it worth $5? The thing is, of Suck course, it. it's built into the room, right? Of course it is. But it doesn't really matter because like the hum- the psychology behind it is that if you think you don't have to pay the extra eight yeah. bucks or 10 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever it no, is, I'm you're going to help agree yourself. With, yeah, yeah, I'm completely I, agree no, no, with that. Course, Use the amount they save <clears throat> on your laundry costs <laughs> to give you free Do you hang the laundry? Like, how do you dry it? You're just hanging it in the... Of course. Okay. Anyway, all right, I got another one. What's up with this trend of like mini bars that have nothing in them? 
Um, or, Have you guys seen that? Well, I don't know what so that just means. just a fridge? Everywhere, I, I, in New Orleans and in Charleston, when I stayed recently, there was nothing. In, it was a fridge with nothing in I it. Think, I think they, I think they're, they're, that's not a minibar. That's just a fridge that's in your room. That you can <laughs> and also, <laughs> maybe it's you not were a coded, minibar anymore. Maybe you were coded not allowed near what's alcohol. This, what's up? What's that up? would not what's be surprising. <laughs> it's called a mini that's, fridge, that's Brad. Like, that's like a dorm room. Mm. Mini, were you in a dorm room? A really expensive dorm room. Robes and slippers. Oh, oh love my them. god! 100% on board. Oh love my god! I I live in my robe and my slippers in a hotel. Especially if it's a good fucking robe. Oh, and they the the oh. best robes in the world are hotel bathrobes. Oh my god! Yeah, you're not worried about the cleanliness. I don't give they a replace shit. those. Uh, they yeah, but you those. care about the tub just, just because those. of that that super eight tub I saw once. You've been really scarred. Yeah, he really was. He really was. Okay, all right. I think we're down to it, Mark. What, like, we so need the story. Things you should not do in a hotel. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. How detailed is he going to get? I've been fortunate to spend a lifetime staying in hotels, and I had a new experience. goes to show you should always have, you always have new experiences. In Boston recently, staying in a lovely hotel. What's up with Boston? And Boston it wasn't bed, We weren't wasn't exactly bed selling it. No, no, but it was a great hotel. But it's just Boston. I yeah. woke up at 2 a.m. <laughs> to hear a woman in paroxysms of ecstasy. <laughs> and I, I'd never overheard anyone having no, that's room less <laughs> sex in a room. But I heard this woman having in paroxysms of ecstasy, and I thought, oh, good for you. you know, it was two in the morning <laughs> Here's on a supportive. Thursday night. You know, <laughs> and you sort of doze off, and then the paroxysms of ecstasy get louder and longer. And I have never heard a human being who wasn't on the clock be quite so vocal and enduring in their enjoyment of sex with another human being so as, as the 45 <laughs> minutes I listened to that or woman. Mark. Again, Mark, I mean, Mark. Maybe again. I'm yeah, I was gonna say, what like, I don't know, man. Maybe that's more cannot. about you. As I banged on the wall because I could hear them so clearly because the walls were so thin and the beds were clearly ranged design-wise against back each other. Yeah. I couldn't fall asleep because it was so loud. Oh, 100%. And then as I yeah, banged you again, gave a, you gave them a, yeah. they thought they, you were applauding. They took for they a moment like, and then they kept going. Someone. And I thought, well, she's definitely. There is a reason she has to keep going because it is so <laughs> enduring and there has been a complaint. And the second time I banged, their banging stopped. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> I would well, ask... That might be the line of any podcast <laughs> oh, that that's we've the ever done. If we named the podcast, that the would be the name I banged, of the podcast. The ba- their banging, the banging stopped. Stopped. What I would encourage people to remember, I think there's sure. something wonderfully... There is something wonderfully unfettering about a hotel room where you feel kind of naughty and sexy and it can be really great. But please remember that just like if you live in an apartment or you have the windows open your home at home, people might hear you. There's nothing to be ashamed I, about I that. You were, I thought you were pro-indulge, Mark. Yeah. I am, but not at 2.45 in the morning when I've been trying to go to sleep there, for 45 minutes. There is a little bit of a what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas mentality at any hotel you for go sure, to. For even sure. Even for yourself. And that even even feeding the whole, like, I love my bathtub and I love my room service. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like... Yep. Rules don't apply here. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. what I feel, what makes and me feel that, good. That carries over to couples often. But as I say, I, or, I suspect or people or who just meet each other in the lobby, right. single exactly. with credit cards. I don't think this was necessarily couples. a couple who'd arrived together just because her. <laughs> 
her sort of Academy Award winning ability to find their oh. lovemaking so incredible for so long was a little implausible. Yeah. But it okay. was just a reminder of, I feel that same sense of kind of unfetteredness in a hotel. But remember, the walls aren't always reinforced. And it was quite miserable. I woke up in the morning, I had a very big meeting in the morning, and I had had a miserable And you kind of expect sleep. that necessarily from like a, you know, potentially from like a super eight, but not necessarily from like really a, nice a hotel, hotel that you're spending a lot of money on. And know. and that was the thing. She it was wasn't a, for a performance like that. You know, it's going to cost. Not like I should have applauded, really. Yeah, I was going to anyway, say. Like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be sort of a prude. It's not that. I'm just like remember, go to town. Just remember quietly. <laughs> People might be trying just, to sleep. Just as you need to be courteous with Fido when you bring him to the hotel. <laughs> Thank you. Be courteous oh, in other no, respects, too. You, and you were upset about segregation. Oh, I'm just saying, oh. it's courteous. It's like the, the, the decency applies in a hotel, too. I feel like we've really saying. outdone yeah. ourselves this week. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've offended so many people. Or yeah. we've just like, I reckon there's way more we could offend, though. Or, or we've just transitioned <laughs> into like a comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no longer filed under There'd travel. There'd be way more listeners if we did that. <laughs> uh, okay, and with that, don't forget to <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to what? <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. There will be sound effects next time. Uh, Airborne. Yeah. yeah, Mark's going to bring a... Did you... Break out your phone and turn on the new recorder. Like that would have been. No, I'm not a pervert. I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> I didn't want to hear them. I wanted them to stop. Brad, that's too far. Uh, we've crossed the line now. <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you know, podcast and, and audio effects. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Yes, subscribe to the podcast because you definitely want more of this, right? Who could, who could live without this every week? Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Visit us at cntraveler.com. I uh, am perennially a fan of the Women Who Travel podcast. If you have not subscribed to that, you need to. It's in season three. Uh, Mare laid it out last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, you need to listen to last week's podcast, if only to find out about what's going on with Women Who Travel. But of course, you can just subscribe. We're at Condé Nast Traveler on Facebook and YouTube and CN Traveler on Instagram and Twitter. And please do, as Mark and Seb have said, tweet at us. Let us know about your own hotel do's and don'ts. We will happily retweet those. Right, Mark? That's, that's the, the instant fave, right? Instant, instant fave, instant retweet. And send us feedback. Review us on iTunes. Mark, how can people get in touch with you they should can, they wish to do so? They can find me on Twitter. At if Mark. they have any laundry that needs to be. <laughs> they can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Mark J. Elwood with two L's. And Seb? Tell me how much you hate room service at Seb Modek on all the things. Aaron? Share your hotel bathtub photos with me. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, no. And you thought I was bad. Oh my gosh, you guys have dirty minds. Uh, Aaron underscore Florio just, on just Instagram. Just the bathtubs, right? Just the bathtubs. Anything there's, that there's no, there's no, there's no, someone in it. it. I'm yeah. out of that one. <laughs> I'm at Brad Rick. I want nothing to do with your bathtub photos. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. 